welcome back to Forward Pressing episode 80. This is actually episode 81, but last week, technical difficulties, something went wrong with the recording, lost all the audio, everything was messed up. So we're re-recording episode 80, but a week later, I'm your host, Kevin. I got Yanis over here with me. How you doing, bro? Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> is it not good? <laughs> Did you say not good? <laughs> Could have been better. Could have been better. I'm not gonna lie, it's been a couple tough days. It's gonna, it's gonna be a couple tough days, but and we're alive, but we can't complain. Can't complain, yeah. Except you can complain about the snow, right? Because you you already getting snow in Calgary. It's been a while, right? Bro, snow and winter tires, bro. It's just winter tires is a struggle, bro. Get your winter tires early, guys. Don't do that. Don't be like me. <laughs> well, you don't have winter tires on yet. I do, but it's only it's a long situation. I only have half. I have like four tires, winter tires, but I don't have the. They're not on yet, so I have like the two my two old ones. I bought new ones, but I I still have my two old ones on right now and like two summers because there was an issue with one of the tires, and you know you can't put one without the other, so the front two weren't. I wasn't able to install the front two. Anyways, it's a long story that. I thought it was going to be resolved today, but wasn't. So I'm hoping to get it resolved by tomorrow, hopefully. Fingers crossed. All right, all right. Yeah, I can still drive. Yeah, you can still drive. That's a weird situation. But let's, let's, let's talk about some football. Because, I mean, today we're recording this on November 5th, so it's Saturday. We just had um, the, the Prem games of the day happen, and we have a controversy to talk about. We we're going to talk about some injuries today. We're going to talk about some Champions League. We talked about that last, last episode, but... Recording got lost, so now we're talking about it again. We're gonna go over like all the groups and everything. Um, but I mean, did you see City and and the the City game today? Like that's Fulham. Yeah, I mean that's just oh boy, oh boy. I saw the highlights and yeah, boy, damn, yikes. I mean, listen, City playing with ten men like after twenty five minutes, and they still managed to win is just gross. That's why the that's why I mean City is arguably like the best team, um, but I mean that that penalty at the end is what we got to talk about because City wins two one right they get a they get a ninety plus five penalty from Kevin De Bruyne and you guys probably if you're listening to this you probably saw the clip on Twitter or anything social media because he did not get touched he did not get touched and man's flopping like a flappy bird and the refs call that a penalty I have no idea. And then the penalty should be saved, but the goalie messes up, and Haaland scores and does the Aguero celebration, and they win 2-1. But god dang, that penalty, I mean, what are your thoughts? You saw that, right? Like, that's, for the call, some calls we've seen this year, given penalties that are atrocious, some calls not given penalties that are even more atrocious, and this one, just, I don't know, it might, it might top all of them. I don't know, this, this warrants an investigation is what I'm saying. I don't know, I don't know if it tops, I don't know if it tops all of them, but it's up there. It's up there. We've seen worse PK given and lesser PK given as well. I think this one isn't isn't good on the rest part. Uh, yeah, KDB kind of goes, kind of makes the most of it. I, he kind of has to. Like it's the last minute of the play. You're trying to get anything you can. He get. makes the most of nothing because nothing happened. Bro, it was. Uh, I believe it was, it was. It was Robinson, right? It was Robinson. I think so. But I mean, it's like it's like his his the back of his heel like grazes his his foot, and it's like he he. He like fucking dives to the ground as a backflip and and he's getting a penalty in ninety plus five. I can't believe the ref called that. I can. I'm in credit shock. to. I mean, in all credit, this is this is peak athleticism. If you got to do a backflip at the ninetieth after playing a ninety minute game, so <laughs> pretty impressive. 
after expensing all that energy and still haven't managed to do that. Pretty impressive, right? I mean, the refereeing this year has been... I feel like we've seen a lot more calls like that, where it's just kind of like super atrocious, either like a call that doesn't get made but should have been a call, or a call that gets called that shouldn't be a call. Like, I, I don't know. Is it just me? Or are there more this year? I can't remember any off the bat. I'm sure we can, like, we, if we take a minute, we can probably think of a few. But off the bat right now, I don't think there is. I probably, there probably will be more in the future. Let's not get, I mean, let's be honest. Ref make mistakes every year, every every game, really. Uh, you're you're going to get some controversial calls almost once a week on the daily. And not just in the Prem, like everywhere else. Like, Liga is getting those problems as well. Like, the Liga is, like, a, it's a disease, basically. And, like... Yeah, it's um, it's one of those calls where it's like you can it's gonna be talked up for weeks and weeks and weeks and we'll eventually move on from it because we have to. But like, yeah, it's a it's a tough one for especially for Fulham because Fulham needs the points. But I mean, the point itself because it was gonna be one point. But like, yeah, they, for Fulham it kind of hurts more than it does City because I think City if they get a point they'll fall they'll easily recover. But like for Fulham when it comes to like survival, I mean, they were they were down to ten men, which is even worse. I don't know, I don't know what to say, but. I mean, okay, let's talk about the other games because Everton, Ever the Everton Leicester game, Kilimans, he got that 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 volley. Golasso. That volley. That was nasty. Kilimans from long range is a bit is a is a threat, bro. Every time, every year, he has a couple, at least five of those a year. Kilimans needs to be like on a top five team. I feel like he's always. We we felt like he's gonna get on these on these. Uh, big European team because he was like an up-and-coming like youngster like protege type of vibe you know like he was like the next like big midfielder um talent and then he's kind of only got like mediocre move to mediocre move type oh of I thing. wouldn't call Monaco unless a mediocre move what did you say mediocre sorry <laughs> okay <laughs> you, like, you said like mediocre I have no idea what you said my fault my fault my fault but but I mean didn't didn't he get a loan to Everton as well like no no he went Enderleg Monaco Leicester. Leicester. Okay. So yeah, I mean, but those teams haven't been at their best when he's been on them. That's well, the thing. Well, I think he's been an improvement in every team he's been into. Maybe Leicester. He's had a kind of slow. Like he should have had the Bayern Munich move when when Sanchez went. Renato. Fair or the Arsenal move this summer. He was uh he was a my... or United or you well I don't know about that one but uh yeah. Uh, sure, maybe United if you want. Instead of like Fred, bro. So Fred is actually doing okay. Like he's not that bad. You guys are overreacting on Fred. I think he's one of those players that he can do everything right, but like makes one mistake, jail sentence. That's not Fred because Fred makes half the time he's making mistakes. Either bro, way, Fred. Fred is gonna be a star for Brazil, but watch. Well, I don't see. even know if he's gonna start, dude. Bro, the amount of people it hurt. I mean, not necessarily for just Brazil, but like everybody. You want to talk about that? Bro, Fonzie, dog. Today again. The World Cup is like two weeks away. And Canada's best player leaves the game injured. One of the best fullbacks in the world. Oh, man. It's just depressing. Werner got injured as well. Werner's out for sure. Um, I saw... Yeah, this is just going to be devastating. Yeah, I saw Son, like... I think he has, like, a concussion, like, during the Champions League game. So he might be out for South Korea as well, which is big because he's also their best player. Um, even Messi's, like, injured right now. I don't know how long, but, like, they're saying like, he's doubtful for the game this week, this weekend. Um, I don't know. Well, Fonzie is a hamstring injury, and I don't know how 
more bigger recovery you can make in two weeks. Shocked if he. I think he makes the trip. I just don't know if he's gonna play. He has to make the trip. I think if he can play, he will. Yeah. But... If he can't, you can't. But I, it's a good thing that there there's a bit more. Um, you can bring more players than before. I think it's twenty six this year. Before it used to be like twenty three or something. So you can bring you can have like extra players, but still, it's uh. That's we've talked about it so many times. Like World Cup in November. Well, not not like it's not that that's the first. It's like we've seen this before, but like. I think for the first time, like maybe we, it'll be like once this is over, people will realize that maybe it's not a good idea to repeat. Yeah, I, I mean, it's we've all known that there was controversial decision made for this World Cup like all along, and now we're kind of seeing why it was so controversial. First of all, and for many other reasons why it was not a good decision. Um, everybody has their own opinion, but do you think? Uh, I don't know. It's only there's only been it's only two weeks, but like. I was looking at the game even today. Like Ghana, Idrissa Gay went off injured. I think he he, he stayed in the game for like uh, for Everton, but guys like that, like Idrissa Gay, even Harvey Barnes, even though I don't think he's will be in the roster for England, he could be like a pretty decent player. Or Madison too. Like Madison got a couple of knocks today. Like every game is a risk now. Like you can tell, like players are actually nervous, and you can t- you can tell, like whenever they get yeah, stopped, the World it's Cup like... is so close, and the World come the World Cup is every four years. Like it's a big deal, especially for 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 some players that don't ever get the chance to to participate every every World Cup, right? Like like Canada, like who like we haven't been in the World Cup for so long. What who knows if we'll make it? Like the next time it comes around, right? Like this is like a huge opportunity, like and. You know, a player like Fonzie goes out, like it's devastating for not only the country but the player himself too, because this may be his only chance he ever gets to play in the World Cup. Well, technically, we are actually already qualified for the next one because they were hosting. Yeah, because we're hosting, but you know what I mean, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. giving an example, but it's just I don't know. Uh, yeah. No, I see what you mean. It's tough because I mean, at the same time too, it's like this. This would have happened. Whether there was a World Cup or none, right? The injuries are gonna happen. It's just that now that there's a World Cup on the way, like the the stakes are way way higher. Like it's, it is it, it's. I don't. I mean, it's tough, bro. It's, and I, I don't see many people like. Fought. There's been a lot of complaints about like having this World Cup in November, and like we'll see how it, it'll happen regardless, and like we'll get we'll lessons will be made of it, will be taken from that. But like, yeah, me personally, like I'm not. A big fan of like I don't think I hope it doesn't happen again honestly like the summer is the right the right way to put it the right way to place it at because November mid, middle of the season you get Champions League games every week every game is like compact now players are like having three games a week and that's hard to or that's hard on the body yeah, that raises injury risk yeah injury risk is like way way higher and like obviously the now you can see the repercussions now like. How many players have you? We, there's an eleven, I think. I sent you an ele- a picture of an eleven of like the best injured players. Yeah, I saw, and that eleven was pretty sick. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a stacked eleven. That's a stacked eleven, bro. Mignon and Net. So that's like that's a stacked eleven, and all these none of them might actually be there, which is crazy, and sort of like it's disappointing. But like that is, I mean, at the end of the day, it is football. You're gonna get injured regardless. I mean, some of them are preventable, and some of them are less punishing. You know, like you get a two week hamstring injury now. Yeah, it's tough, but like at least you're not missing a legendary tournament that comes around every four years. Even you know? Ben Shewell this week, Ben Shewell again ruled out. And in England, just keep losing fullbacks. Eh? I know, right? Every fullback is out for England. The best ones, at least. 
You're gonna. I saw so many memes of like, oh, Wan-Bissaka is coming back. We gonna have we gonna have Aaron Wan-Bissaka in there. <laughs> I, I know, bro. He might. Is he has he played this season? I haven't seen him play at all. I don't. I don't think I've seen him. Damn, that's a letdown, bro. That was the tackling genius. The master of the slide tackle. Anyways, uh, should we talk about PK? Retired. Yeah, I mean, legendary, legendary career. I think. So PK retires. I think it comes as a shock to retire in the middle of the season, right? Because um, it's effective immediately, right? So um, last game is this tomorrow, I think. I was against Almeria. I mean, I think that's. I think the last couple of years that we've seen PK have not been actual PK, and I think people are gonna forget how good he was during his prime because he was like arguably the best defender in the world. It was like him and him and Ramos, him and Puyol were one of the best duos. Like. It's people are gonna forget. Where would you rank him like? Where would you rank him like top defenders like in the in the two thousand ten era? Is he like top five in that area? Top five. Top five. I mean, yeah, he's top five, probably top three. I mean, who are you putting above him? Uh, in the two thousand ten era, really. Maybe Ramos. Maybe Ramos, Thiago Silva, Vidic. But Vidic is more two thousands though, because he's like he retired. Didn't he retire like in twenty? I mean, he was still. Wasn't he retire like twenty nine or two thousand nine, two thousand ten? No, he he was still playing two thousand nine, two thousand ten. I know, what, yeah, but so that's what I'm saying. So if you're telling me like early two thousands. Oh, I get. Well, yeah, I guess you could put Vidic there too. You said two thousand five. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, no, because I, I was talking, I was asking you like when did he actually retire? Because I think he went to Inter after United, right? For a little bit. Yeah. But that wasn't like that was like old vintage. That wasn't that that wasn't like peak vintage. Um, outside of that, maybe like Ramos. Uh, if I put Ramos, Vidic, Vidic, maybe Thiago Silva, maybe even Boateng. No, maybe Boateng is not right. No, not Boateng. Not Boateng. Uh, I'm trying to think of a Varane. No. You don't put Varane ahead of him. No. No. No, bro. What? Ren was not that he wasn't he wasn't peak back in that day. He's much younger than PK. Well, no, yeah, but like when I say 2010, I mean like 2010 to like 2020, right? The 2010 era. I mean, you got to put like a, an Italian defender there, maybe Chiellini. Bonucci, Chiellini, yeah. But I don't know if they're above PK. No, they're not. They're not. Yeah, like you could go humble. Anyways, yeah, he has a legendary career and. I think a lot of people are going to forget how good he was because of these lesser years he recently had. Um, Decline. Yeah, which I think is normal with the state of the team and, you know, like the aging and uh, like just overall like regression um, that comes with age. Would you would you put him as like the best defender in Barca's history though? Like above Puyol? Puyol? No, Puyol is better. No, Puyol, Puyol before him? Yeah, because I can't really think of like... Yeah. I mean, you put Piquet over Puyol? No, I don't think I would. I would put Puyol also ahead of him, but I just, I just couldn't think of like peak Barca, Barca defenders. Like, it's really only those two kind of, that I can think about. And obviously, like we haven't seen the whole like Barca history, so we don't know. But like, the only thing that like the only now, Puyol is the greatest Barcelona defender of all time. Piquet is probably second. Yeah, most likely, Piquet is probably second, and then after that, it's like a drop down because. I don't know, Rafa Marquez. He wasn't that. I mean, he was, he was all right, but he wasn't like that. No, he wasn't like that. Hmm. 
Rafa Marquez. What a what a what a defender, bro. Shout out Mexico. All right, let's talk about some Champions League. Should we just go through the groups, or do you want to talk about? Do you want to go disappointments or surprises? Or do you want to go through the groups? Let's go through the groups, and then we'll talk disappointments and and whatever. So Group A: Napoli first, Liverpool second, Ajax third. I think this was kind of what we expected. I think we expected Ajax to put up more of a fight. Um, I think with Liverpool's kind of like lower form in, in, in the Prem this year and just in general, we kind of like, we weren't, it's not surprising that they finished behind Napoli. They finished even on points though, which I think is kind of surprising because Napoli have been like Napoli really dominated good. for the most part, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised at how good Napoli has been playing because they're, the, they're probably the most exciting team to watch or to, to play like in, in Europe so far this season. They've been, They've been like, especially in the Champions League, like they've been dominating. Um, so I mean, and even in the league, like they're the first, and I mean, it's it's looking good for them. Uh, we'll see what happens in January because there's a, there's a couple names that have been mentioned, and we'll see what happens there. But credit to him, credit to them, credit to them. Shout out Osimhen as well, bro. Great striker for Nigeria who won't be at the World Cup. I mean, are you are you surprised with Rangers finishing last with no points? I am not surprised that they're last, but I am surprised that they get no points. Though I thought I expected a little bit more, more from the from the Scottish. Yeah, I thought they could they, they could get a result, maybe like a draw or something at some point. But yeah, Group B: Porto, Club Bruges, Leverkusen, Atletico Madrid. Atletico Madrid finished last in this group. They do not even qualify for Europa League. Isn't that insane? Because probably they were the favorite to finish first before the group started. Bro, Simeone, bro. I don't know. One more season with Simeone? He's not lasting. He's not lasting. This is it. Even Yao, I think they put Yao Felix on the transfer list too. Yeah, I think United should consider him. But he probably ends up. He he should he should have been a City player to be honest. But now that you won't obviously because they have Haaland. But um, I mean, knowing City, they they could still probably be interested. But I well, I mean, it's City, so you can you never know. But I wonder how much he'll go for. He's going for probably like between like. 30 and 60. I mean, he went for 100 plus, so now it's got to be at least... I think it's got to be half of that. If it, if it's going to be England, they're most likely it's going to be like around 50. My guess is a team like Chelsea could be interested because they, need, they still need the creativity. Um, yeah, and Werner is injured too, so maybe in January, who knows. Well, I mean, Werner is not Chelsea player anymore, but yeah. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh my God. My Lord. Yeah, I just had a moment. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, boy. You might be thinking about Havertz. No, I was thinking about Werner. I just made a mistake. Oh, you were. All right. Way to take accountability for the mistake there. Uh, but anyways, I take accountability when I can. Wait, hey, respect, respect. But anyways, yeah, Felix. I don't know where he goes from now because I tell like it was always a questionable decision. Either, even though there's a, there's, he's had a good, a lot of good moments with them. Uh, overall, I don't think he justified the um, the the amount, which obviously it wasn't really his uh, decision. But 120 plus for him was not the right move. I think Benfica got the best of that. Yeah, deal. for for a team that we knew, for a team that we knew didn't really fit his play style. Like we didn't know how he was going to fit in that system. That's like super defensive. Um, when he's a young player that is super offensive, so. That was kind of just like everybody kind of knew that something was off when that happened, and then it really has not been success. So, had a good, had a lot of good moments, but overall kind of disappointing. Yeah, overall kind of disappointing. Um, but Porto finishing top of this group. I mean, I'm not surprised. I'm surprised Leverkusen didn't put up a bigger fight in this group. 
the Club Rouge is the big one because everybody thought they would finish last and they're qualifying. They're going through, which is crazy. They were, weren't they one of the best defensive teams? I think I was. Potentially. Yeah, they, they had a very low conceded. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure. They conceded a goal? I can't remember the numbers. I can't remember the numbers, but I thought they were like really up there in terms of defensive performance. Yeah, they conceded. They conceded. I mean, I think they were they were pretty good until they played Porto last time. Then Porto beat them like 4-0. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. 4-0, you're right. Yeah, that was a beat-up. But yeah, Club Roots is interesting. They've a lot of new players that you don't hear about too often outside of like Tejon because we know we know Tejon because um, of MLS and stuff. But uh, Mignolet and Ned, they, exper- they have experience in goal. They have a mix of experience in youth. A lot of youth players that are interesting. The Danish winger Skovolsen has been very uh, interesting to look at. I remember seeing him play for Denmark against France and he had a good game there. Uh, it's a promising team. I don't know where they're gonna lie, how they're gonna go. Like I think, I think these the, the teams that finish first in these groups are gonna be salivating at the chance of playing them in the, the round of sixteen. Yeah, agreed. I mean, the round of sixteen aren't gonna be easy for anybody, especially if like you can get a result in the first game. Like if you're Bruges, depending on who you play. Like if you don't play, if you play like a Leipzig, I think you have all the chances. Like they could play a Napoli. They could play a, a Bayern. They could play a Spurs. Spurs wouldn't be bad. They could play Chelsea, Madrid, Man City, Benfica. I probably would avoid Napoli right now. The only teams that I can see them having like a chance against is probably Benfica, maybe Chelsea and Spurs. Port, not not Porto, obviously. I could see Chelsea, honestly. I could see Chelsea and Spurs as well. But they're gonna be the big underdogs in any game they play, so um, that'll be exciting to see. Group C: Bayern Munich at the top. They win all their games. Um, Inter finishes second, Barca third. Um, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think we expected Bayern to clean house, like th- with the group. Um, Inter and Barca was really the the fight. We talked about it before. It's yeah, like we said before, like it's disappointing for Barca perspective, but we also understand that they're growing. They're a new team, even though they have a pretty much. Even with Lewandowski, it wasn't going to be an easy task. I think Inter was just a better team overall. They managed their games better versus Barca, who weren't as good at that. Um, that game in Camp Nou was the biggest factor. Like That 3-3 kind of set up Inter for possibly qualifying, and Barca kind of weren't able to get a result there, and that showed. Um, overall, though, I think Barca will recover and will be ready for next year. they got to focus on La Liga for um, now. Inter, do you think... They're like a dark horse or something, or not really? No, nah, I think they'll get probably... No, nah, I don't... It, it's tough. The it, thing is, it depends on who what the matchup is. Because just like we said with Bruges, like if Inter gets a Porto, like it's it's fair game. They can do it. But like if they get a Madrid, I'm like, I'm not too confident. Yeah, um, yeah it'll be interesting. I think they could be... I think they could surprise a team in the round of 16. Um, I don't expect them to, to be like a, a dark horse to win it all, but I think they could get a result against any team that they play. Except maybe the top, top big guns, but we'll see. Um, next group, Group D, Spurs, Frankfurt, Sporting, Marseille. Marseille finished last, very disappointing. Sporting and Frankfurt were kind of like going for it to see who was going to qualify for that second spot. Frankfurt edge out. Um, and Spurs end up finishing first. Like this group, this was the group that was the closest until the end. Like going into last match day for Champions League, like depending on how the results went, like the team in first could have finished last, the last team could have finished first. Like it was pretty crazy. This was by far the group of there, right? Like, we, we can agree on that. I mean, in terms of points and, and how close everything was, I think so. But, like, the top, the quality of the teams, I would say, is, like, probably, obviously, like, every other every other group, I think, has, like, one big juggernaut, at least. 
Um, whereas this team, I kind of felt like a lot of medium teams. Um, but it made for by far, like the goal differential from first to to last was two, right? So like that's pretty crazy. Whereas like the goal differential from first to last in Group C was thirty five between Bayern and and Victoria. So. <laughs> thirty five. God damn. God damn. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, right. So there's a there's a pretty stark contrast that just goes to show that like the last team wasn't the last team was probably like contender for second place in most other groups and the the best team was probably contender for second place in most other groups like there's no like clear one big team and there's no clear like one really bad team anyways it made for a really interesting group until the last day i'm curious to see what spurs does depend again we it's a matchup it's a matchup it really depends on the matchup but it's a matchup game yeah yeah it's it's a matchup game I'm curious to see what Frankfurt did. Um, were you surprised Frankfurt and Sporting or no? Uh, not really. I kind of expected Frankfurt to go through. Um, Sporting was always a, a, a dark horse to me to finish second, but I thought third is reasonable. They get they'll get Europa League, which I think they can actually compete there and maybe have a get get something out of that. Um, but no, I do. I think Frankfurt won Europa League yesterday last yeah last year, right? So they were obviously a top team coming in. Um, but yeah, um, I expected Frankfurt to go through. I think they have a lot of interesting players. I'm a big fan of Daishi Kamada. And uh, they got that play from PSG. Uh, Dina Bimbe was interesting as well. As Also, they also have a uh, Kolomani at striker who's been called up for their French national team. So he's one to watch for Agreed. in the future. Um, let's talk about Group E because that's Chelsea first, Milan second, Salzburg, and Dinamo Zagreb third and fourth. I think these this was a group that had a clear one too as well. I think Salzburg kind of made it interesting for a little bit. Um, but I think Chelsea and, and Milan were the cl- clear two best teams. Agreed. I thought Milan was going to be one, but one and two at this point. Like, yeah, you're qualified. That's bottom line. Um, but I, do, I did expect a bit better from Milan, especially against Chelsea. Um, but overall, they've made it through because last, last year they didn't. So that's a progress from last yeah, year. I mean, they, were, they won the Serie A last year, right? So, like, it's your Serie A champions. I mean, they're not the same team they were last year. Not as not as good, I would say, but Chelsea hasn't been as good either. So I think uh, I think whoever ends up playing Milan in the round of sixteen is gonna have a tough time. So we'll see how that goes. Group F, we got Madrid, Leipzig, Shakhtar, and Celtic. Celtic finished last. I think that was kind of maybe they could have pushed for third, but I think Shakhtar is a little underrated too. They're underrated every year. Yeah, they really, they really are. I think of of the two like uh, Scottish teams, I expected Celtic to do better though. Even though the group was the group was probably harder. Um, Madrid clear first though. Leipzig gave them a run for their money though. No surprise there. Yeah, yeah, Leipzig was close a couple times. Um, and they finished second. I think it's a logical, like, seating for them. Nobody was really above Madrid in like any scenario. Valverde, by the way. Long range. We talk about Tillman's long range of Alverde. <laughs> this month, especially the last two months, he's been like on fire when it comes to long range shots. So, well, whenever he's around the box, don't do not give this man a chance to shoot. Otherwise, it's guaranteed to be on target at least a goal or at least a, a save. Um, but overall, yeah, Madrid, Madrid, way above the rest of the competition for in that group. Um, what about? Uh... What about Leipzig? Do you think they can uh, pull an upset? I think they can. I think they can. I think they can. I think of all the teams that are like, kind of considered as like a tier two teams, they're probably the ones, the one team where I'm like, even if it's a, even if they get like a city, like they could surprise a city. 
they could surprise the top team and like. Yeah, I think that can happen. I think they'll they'll put up a fight. I don't know about City. I don't think it's surprise the city, but I think they're they're a team that can game plan well and that can get a result against most teams. Um, so if you uh, if you underestimate them, they'll catch you off guard. Um, Group G: Man City, Dortmund, Sevilla, Copenhagen. Sevilla is gonna win the Europa League after finishing third. Dortmund qualify second. Man City easy first. I mean, not much to be said about this one, right? I think I think between Dortmund and Sevilla it could have been close, but I think Sevilla have kind of been really uh, underwhelming this season. They've been bad this entire year, really. They've been in La Liga, they've been struggling. Yeah, so I'm not surprised that Dortmund finished above them. Dortmund, I don't really put much... Like, I don't I don't think they can get a result, but we'll see. I think they could be like a Benfica. I think similar to Leipzig. Yeah, exactly. Same as Leipzig, but I think I like Leipzig more. Yes, I'd say so as well. Uh, but Man City, I mean, they're a Champions League favorite. Like, they could win the whole thing, so... This is... If, they, if it doesn't happen this year, bro, phew, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be troubling. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Um, group H, last group. Benfica first, PSG second. Juve third. But Benfica, PSG at 14 points each. And Juve and, and Maccabi Haifa both finished third and fourth with three points. So the, the, the difference between second and third is 11 points between PSG and Juve. I mean, Juve have completely fall, fallen off the rails. Um, their season is devastating. They're just tanking for Zidane next season, pretty much. That's what's going to happen, right? Allegri out. That's all I can say, Allegri out. He's got to go. He's got to go. Yeah, they're tanking for Zidane, and that's pretty much what's happening. Allegri has to go, bro. Allegri has to go. But I think the bigger surprise here is Benfica above PSG, right? I really hope it happens after the World Cup, because I cannot. I'm tired of seeing Juventus struggle to get wins in the Champions League against teams that they should be beating. Yeah, I mean, they scored six goals against Maccabi in like the last, like second half, basically. And that's what got them. That's what got them through. Um, that's what got them. Yeah. Uh, PSG though, interesting. The interesting contender. I think they have a serious chance again. I I I. I mean, last year it was it was Man City PSG as the the two top, and this year I think it's the same. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe look very good. Any friction that seems to be having, we can't really see it on the pitch, really. No, I mean, I think this is a team on a mission this season. If they don't do, if they don't make big leaps this season, if they don't win the Champions League, they don't even make the final. I think, I think all hell's gonna break loose. I think it's gonna be. Also, Ramos been playing a lot, a lot of good games for Ramos as well. Doing good. We haven't talked about him a lot, but. Defensively, they've been solid. Right, biggest surprises, biggest disappointments. Then we'll uh, wrap it up. Well, my surprise is, surprise is Club Rouge. Yeah, I mean, I think that's everybody's surprise, right? My disappointment is Atletico. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I think my biggest disappointment um, to be, if I had to choose different teams from you, um, my biggest disappointment would be probably Juve. Because the fact that they were so bad, like, it's understandable to finish third. But the fact that they were so bad is very troubling. My biggest surprise, though, in a positive way, um, I think, I think Liverpool because they've been also really bad. Um, and the fact that they tied Napoli on points at the end of the group, um, I mean, nobody expects them to do anything in the Champions League. Nobody expects them, expects them to do anything in the league. So the fact that they, you know, had a really strong showing in the groups and can maybe do something going forward. 
um, I think could be, uh, I think they could be a dark horse potentially if they if they uh, get their shit together. But we'll see. Okay, uh, I know we gotta go. We'll just we won't do every match for you. I just want to know one result from you. LAFC Philly. What do you have? I got Philly. Philly. This game is happening. Uh, it's happening like today. You know. It happens. Yeah, it's starting right now. Right now. Yeah, like live. I think it starts. It starts in like two minutes. Yeah, we're about to end this recording, and then it's gonna happen. So, I think Philly take it. You think? I got Philly as well, two one. And uh, about Chelsea Arsenal, Chelsea Arsenal. Chelsea Arsenal. I got Arsenal two one. Okay, I got Arsenal two one as well. Okay, good. We'll leave the other. We'll leave the other results for the next week. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got to. I got to. Uh, you're just copying me now. That's how it is. I got to. We'll leave the other results for next week. Maybe we'll talk about them uh, because obviously time is of the essence here. Uh, but yeah. All right, that's going to wrap up episode 80 in the books. Hopefully you guys made it this far. The real 80. The real 80. Or the fake 80. Thanks for rocking with us. Follow us on our socials, forward underscore pressing. And we'll see you fudging later. Peace. Bye.